from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're recording here again at our national headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And with me today is the assistant to the editorial director, Michelle Caceres. Michelle. Hi. In today's podcast, we will be sharing Michelle's interview with first-generation Mexican-American author, U.S. Army veteran, and content creator, and very proud mother, Dulce Ruiz. Who is Dulce? She is a, she started on YouTube, so her like term is YouTuber, but like content creator. And um, she also runs her own blog, and now she's actually a published and best-selling author. So you would consider her like an, an influencer? Yes. In a, in a way. How did you come across her? Um, I actually started following her when I was younger, and I don't really remember like when or like what year that was, but I was very young. I think I was in high school. Um and just following her on social media and keeping up with her. And the reason I liked her is because she's very petite. I think she's like five foot or something like that. And I'm very petite. So like her advertising, like what clothes she wears and what brands, that is why like I followed her initially because it's very hard to find clothing for short people. <laughs> well, what was, what was the most intriguing thing uh, that, that kind of came to you in your interviewing with her? Uh, just how nice she was. I mean, not that I thought she was going to be mean, but it was, um, you know, she's probably the biggest influencer that I've interviewed. So I had to go through like her managers and there was a lot of like, you know, just set, being able to set up the interview. Um, and I was very nervous and like also like halfway through the call, like the phone, like the call dropped and I was just like, oh my gosh, like they're not going to want to finish the interview. So I was just very nervous, but she was just so easy to talk to, just super nice, very friendly um, and just very humble. Like you can tell that she didn't like she didn't view herself as like this huge influencer, but she loves the fact that she can connect with people. So she's just very authentic and very nice. Well, we hope our listeners will enjoy this uh, interview, your, the interview that you've had with her, and the article is titled Growing a Family and Following with Dulce. So here is Dulce Ruiz. So just to kind of start, you know, go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself, your background. Um, we know that you're on YouTube and a social media influencer. How did that kind of start? Yeah, so I've been... Well, I was born in Mexico. I grew up in Oxnard, California. And after high school, I enlisted in the military, in the U.S. Army. And after I came back from a deployment is when I discovered YouTube, which was back in 2008. And I just fell in love with just connecting with people and other women who loved talking about makeup and beauty. And it just really became a great way for me to share my interest for all of that with other people. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. And then also, um, since you are like an author, what inspired you to write about your story? And what was like the biggest message that you wanted to share with others? Well, I got inspired after uh, making a video on YouTube called Draw My Life. And I just shared big major points of my life, like immigrating and the military and that experience, and I guess a lot of people didn't know that about me, 
And a lot of people were like, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I thought, I never thought that I had a story to tell. And mm-hmm. it's not until later, now that I'm an adult, that I realized that all the things that happened to us that we don't understand at a young age or any time in our lives somehow define us, well, not necessarily define us, but they create the story and who we are today. And they have so much to do with who we are today. And um, in my hopes for writing that book was to inspire other young women out there to not let their life circumstances define who they can be and what they can achieve later on in their life. Yeah, definitely. That's a great message. I remember that video too. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, yeah, that was like a huge thing at that time. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that's so great. Um, now that you know that our readers know a little bit more about you. Um, so what, what made you guys decide to do IVF? Um, did you guys like talk about it beforehand? Was it kind of a last minute decision? How did that come up? Um, it was always an option for my husband and I. It's just mm-hmm. that it was such a big financial and physical and emotional step that we were going to take if we decided to go down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the best things that came from that is that I finally figured out why I can't have babies, physically can't conceive. Uh, but thankfully, IVF and the science behind it and my doctor were able to, you know, bridge that little, that, um, that block that we had, and now I'm here. So it's it's been eight years. We've been waiting a long time, but I feel like there's just there's always hope, and there's always a way. Yeah, definitely. And how has that process gone? Because I mean, it's so different, you know. Especially like to like that wasn't really a thing. I feel like you know, ten, fifteen years ago. So it's very different yeah. nowadays. How has it gone? Um, and what are some of the hardest and best moments from the process? It honestly hasn't been that difficult. Um, there's a lot of medication. Um, and before this, I never really liked taking any type of medication. So this was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking a lot of it on a daily basis. <laughs> so I do feel at moments where, you know, I feel a little overwhelmed with medication and my emotions. And, you know, it's very physical. You get a lot of shots that are somewhat painful. But Honestly, it's nothing that we women can't handle, um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely worth it because I just think about my baby and the fact that I need to take these medications so my baby can continue to grow and, you know, I can, you know, complete a full-term pregnancy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So just kind of going off of that, um, when you and your husband's name is Jesse, right? Yes. Okay. When you guys started first started dating, um, was faith like a very important factor in your guys' relationship? You know, honestly, I was 18 and he was 21, so we never discussed our faith, our religion at all, which mm-hmm. ended up to be sort of an issue when we had Isaac, our eight-year-old son, and it was time to baptize him. We were both raised Catholic, and my dad especially was he puts a lot of pressure on us, and he's always like, when are you going to baptize Isaac? Like, he's already getting older. Why haven't you baptized him? And Jesse doesn't, he's not Catholic, and I'm not Catholic either. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a really big deal for us because, well, at first I wasn't sure what my religion was. I just grew up Catholic, so I thought, well, I have to baptize them. But it was an issue because my husband didn't want to baptize them. So I feel like if I could just go back in time or if I could give advice to any young couples, it would be to discuss 
your faith and your beliefs and what you plan on doing with your children, because that's a big issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with that, like, so you grew up in a Catholic family, but at what point in your adult life did you find your new relationship with God, like your own personal one outside of your family? Oh my gosh, honestly, it's so recent. It's, I've always been on the search for, for something. Um, and it wasn't about a, probably like a year ago or a little bit over a year ago that I realized that by being in a religion or, you know, believing what my parents believed and the people around me, I felt like I was in a little box and mm-hmm. I had to follow certain rules. And it just didn't sit well with me for a long time. And it wasn't until I had this huge realization that my relationship with God is 100% personal and nobody has to understand it. And I don't have to explain it or validate it or prove it to people. Like, it's very, very personal. And that's why I don't openly talk about it anymore, because I felt like before I was trying to fit in or be accepted by certain religions and I feel completely different now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then any other advice that you'd give to younger people who might be struggling to find their own relationship with God? Yeah, I would just say to to do what feels right for you. I know for me meditation was a, a huge thing um, and there's, you know, there's religion-based meditation. There's Christian meditations where you can connect more deeply to Jesus. Those are really beautiful. There's many different ways. Um, I just feel like finding quiet time, alone time with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions and talking to God and cultivating that relationship between you and who you believe in. Um, that's, that's what I would say. That was Michelle Caceres with Dulce Ruiz. Well, in your interview with her, she shares her IVF journey with her son in a very unique way. How, how does she do that? Um, so she actually told me that she lets Isaac, her son, watch YouTube videos. And her and her husband, Jesse, answer any questions that he has. Um, you know, he sees that his mom is getting shots every day and he's super supportive and he's just based off pictures and videos obviously is so cute and he always tells his mom like you know think about the baby and just is very supportive um and just shows that like how smart he is too for an eight-year-old to understand this concept as well i'm amazed at reading your article and listening to her talk how transparent she is and you talked about there's a few uh, layers to get to her because mm-hmm. of her popularity. Uh, what 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 do you think makes her very um, interesting to the general public? I think that the most thing is that she's relatable. I think sometimes we think that influencers or celebrities are unattainable and don't like you know we can't really relate to them. But she is someone who has a huge following um, and a huge platform, and yet she had struggles getting pregnant for the second time. And that just shows that anyone is human. Anyone, you know, can hit like road bumps, but she's also a very positive influence because she found, you know, another way around it. And, you know, she's just she's just stayed true to herself. And like I said, she's, she's very relatable and very authentic. I think our listeners and readers of the War Cry and the listeners of this podcast 
are, are becoming aware that we're, we're trying to be very intentional about exploring all kinds of different subjects. So we brought this subject to the table because it's very important for, for IVF. Why, why do you think uh, millennials and maybe Z generation should pay attention to the whole IVF situation? Um, I think just because it's another way to have a family if that's what you want. Um, I think that science has amazingly caught up and there are other ways to get pregnant, essentially. Um, and that's that's important because I think, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, it was one way or that's it. You know, there wasn't any other way around it. So I think also with this, um, you can also have children at a later age as well. Uh, that's an amazing process, you know, with the whole freezing of everything process. I think that's an amazing route that it's not like, oh, you have to be 20 and become a mom. It's you can do your life first and then become a mom when you're ready, if that's your choice. Well, thank you for uh, interviewing her, running across her and, and yeah, kind of definitely. bringing her it was, forward. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, to read Michelle's full interview with Dulce, please check out thewarcry.org. That's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us at The War Cry and Peer on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, this has been Fight for Good podcast. God bless you. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.